Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we, we do believe that when we pass on, we become uh, light. And uh, that's simply what Dana um, talking, you're my light. Now, when a baby dies before it is born uh, or uh, soon after birth, uh, parents are, are burdened with the task of saying goodbye uh, to someone they've barely met, they, they hardly ever know, and uh, they must accept uh, that a life has ended. Uh, but how do you reconcile with the pain that is felt uh, when you are acknowledging a passing of uh, someone that you've never met and on the 15th of October families around the world remember babies lost to infant and uh, miscarriage um, infant mortality and miscarriages under the theme we remember and what do you do as you remember um, a baby that has since passed on and joining us right now on the line is Robin Wilson who is a registered educational psychologist with uh, Health Professions Council good afternoon and welcome Robin thanks very much Kusalda and uh, also joining us is Zikor Namabele who lost her baby when uh, she was four months uh, pregnant uh, this um, is, is recent. It only happened just last year. Uh, good afternoon, Zikona, and thank you so much for taking our call. Hello, Krasilda. Did they explain to you, Zikona, what, what caused the, um, the, your, your, the loss of your baby's life? Um, not really. Um, they only told me when I was admitted um, at, at hospital that uh, my womb was opened. And do you so, still don't understand what that means? Yeah. And and how do you feel currently? Sorry? How do you feel um, currently? Um, I think I've, I've, I've been doing good. Uh, if, you know, a miscarriage is very, it can be very devastating devastating to any woman. Sorry, I'm just a little bit nervous. Um all right whilst you do that um let me uh, speak a little bit with robin now robin in what ways does um pain of of loss manifest itself how do you know that you actually need help because oftentimes you know we'll be told ah it was never a baby so just move on and and people believe that you know, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And part of that is raising awareness for what these poor parents and families go through. And mm. um, regardless of the age of your child, whether, you know, it's, it's a few weeks old or a few months old or um, a newborn, parents still grieve very, very deeply. Mm. From the moment that parents see that positive pregnancy test, their hopes and their dreams start and to say that a child or a baby is not a person because it hasn't been born, yeah. I think is very, very naive. Um, you know, we start with these dreams. Is it going to be a boy? Is it going to be a girl? Mm. Um, is she going to play ballet? Um, is she going to go to football matches with her dad? You know, all these things start. So I think, first of all, by not acknowledging that these babies are people, we do not provide the support that the parents could desperately need mm. when they have a miscarriage or experience stillbirth or infant loss. 
So I'm, I'm coming back to you, um, Zekona. Hopefully you're now more relaxed um, and knowing that your story can help heal uh, a woman right now who's going through pain, um, not knowing uh, if tomorrow will actually even exist because of what they're going through. Let's talk about, uh, have you bought any clothes um, because, you know, oftentimes when you're expecting a baby, um, you go and, and buy clothes. What do you do then? Uh, talk to us about what you're feeling right now. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't uh, buy any clothes. Um, uh, since in, in our culture, you have to wait for at least the baby to be born so that you can buy cl- clothes. So and I, I never bought any clothes. Mm. Yeah. All right. How how does one um, begin the process of of uh, healing, uh, um, Robin? Uh, where, where does one even begin with the process of healing? What do you do as you try to accept? Do you keep the clothes? Do you give them away? I think that's a very valid question, and I would say it depends on at what stage the baby passed on. So, for example, if it's early on in the pregnancy and you haven't got to the stage of decorating a nursery or buying clothes, um, one of the first things that is very important to do is to name your baby. Mm. So acknowledge that your baby did exist. Um, What a lot of people find helpful is to, for example, plant a tree that perhaps flowers at the time of your baby's passing. Um, what other people do is, um, you know, take on physical challenges. So a lot of dads will go and take on a grueling mountain bike race or something like that in the memory of their child. But one of the most important things is definitely naming your child. And regardless of the age at which your child passed away, people must talk about it. Mm. You know, people really, parents need people to know that their baby did exist and meant something to them. Mm. And people are so afraid of mentioning the baby because they think they're going to upset the parents. But what they don't realize is, you know, the parents never forget. They never stop feeling the loss of their baby. And if anything, they actually find it very comforting when people remember that their baby existed. Um, Later on in pregnancy, particularly if a baby has passed on Um, sort of after 26 weeks gestation, there are special people that go to the hospital and they actually assist the parents in the birthing process. Mm. They give them support. They give them comfort. They provide them with a lot of information and they help these parents actually make memories with their babies. So, for example, they will help them bath their babies, dress their babies, Mm. take photographs with their babies. Because it is so crucial that they take the opportunity to make these memories. Because obviously they're never ever going to have that opportunity again. Does that help with closure as well? Now in a a hospital setting, do they provide for this? uh, Or you just simply get told, especially in a case of miscarriage, that uh, unfortunately your baby is no more and you have to figure out a way of moving on? So it does depend on the hospital. Um, and there's a huge amount of work that needs to be done to create the awareness of um, these people that help the parents. Mm. Um, you know, some hospitals are a lot more open to parents spending time with the babies, whereas some other hospitals try and remove the babies from their moms as quickly as possible. 
with regard to closure, you never get closure. Mm. Uh, the grief process is ongoing. But and I you guess learn to sorry, you learn to integrate it into yourself. Um, but it you know making the memories, naming your baby. These are the beginnings yeah. of helping you along the grief process. And I guess this is why uh, we have campaigns like this, um, so that we help parents to remember that it's okay uh, to want to remember. Um, we, we're taking a break, and uh, when we return, we're going to take your calls. And uh, number to dial is 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And uh, also, you can give us a call. Uh, you, you can send us an SMS at 40938, charged at 150 per SMS and uh, we are at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. Thank you so much for not touching that dial. We're talking a rather very touchy subject about uh, loss of baby. Pregnancy brings with it a number of experiences, expectations, dreams and fantasies, what do you do? Um, you wake up, uh, your baby is no more, um, be it it's a stillborn or perhaps um, it, it dies immediately after birth while still an infant. And joining me uh, to connect to this is Robin Wilson, uh, who is a registered educational psychologist at uh, uh, with the Health Professions Council uh, South Africa and also joined by Zuko Namabele, who lost her baby when she was four months uh, pregnant last year. Now, Zuko, let's talk about... Uh, did you already name the baby? No, I didn't. How How are you feeling right now? Um, I think I'm over it. Um, even though I'm not really over, because um, when I see um, like children, I I assume that oh my baby would be this now. I will be and all that but mm. yeah i think i'm over and i've been as scared to get pregnant again yeah. yeah so so what do you say to people who who say it's not a big deal um a fetus is not a baby yet uh robin because you know some parents are get get told that that get over it move on um especially in a for a case of miscarriages Absolutely, and that is a big, big problem that we have to raise awareness and make people aware of is you can't sweep. So when a baby dies, against, it goes against the natural order of life. We believe that we should outlive our, our children. Mm. Grandparents should outlive their grandchildren. And unfortunately, that is not always the case. So people are often very uncomfortable talking and acknowledging the death of a baby or child. Mm. But what they do is they try to brush over it or brush it under the carpet by saying platitudes like, oh, it wasn't a baby, or don't worry, you can have another one, or, you know, she or he is with God now, or it's time to move on. And I think part of October being Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month is making people aware that these are not helpful to the parents. They may be helpful to the people that are saying it because they find it uncomfortable, Mm. but it does not help the parents. You know, rather, if you don't know what to say, then you may not say. 
rather say less. Yeah. Rather just say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I wish people could just connect to that message, Robin, that not everyone who has a voice um, has something to say. Um, because, you know, sometimes uh, it, it's much easier because you do more harm than good with words. Uh, so, so what does the process of healing, before um, perhaps we talk about the process of healing as we help parents who are going through this, let me thank you, Zikona, and thank you so much for connecting us to your pain. And I, may your baby's memories uh, live on, and I hope you never forget, uh, like you said, that uh, sometimes I think about uh, my baby and think what age they would be. Thank you so much for joining us. Sis. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Zikona Mapele who lost the baby uh, when a baby was uh, four months pregnant. I'm hoping that through this conversation further we can strengthen her as well and help her deal with the loss. Uh, so what does the process of healing entail, Robin? So the pers- there's no one particular way that a person grieves. So mm. we all grieve in our different ways. Um, we all grieve at different times, um, what may be right for one person doesn't work for another person. Mm. So a huge part of the grieving and the healing process is the support that we get from those around us, whether it's family and friends yeah. or whether it's professional counselors and support groups. So one of the first things that I say to my clients is, you know, a lot of what they feel and what they experience is absolutely normal. And a big part of it is not judging themselves. Allow yourself to have your good days. Allow yourself to have the bad days. Um, by going for professional counseling, you're often able to make meaning out mm-hmm. of your different experience um, and the different feelings that may come up. So a lot of parents may experience guilt. Is it something that I did wrong? Yeah. And that's really, really important that you're able to unpack that with the mom. Um, and just people being around them. So family and friends, and not everybody has access to, um, you know, mental health professionals, but family and friends really play an incredibly crucial role. So first of all, when the moms get home and they, you know, and also the dads, and I'd like to talk about a forgotten um, mourners, but be there for them. Help them with the day-to-day practical tasks. These parents are in shock, they're in denial. Yeah. Um, you know, they have just experienced the most devastating um, experience anybody could ever yeah. go through. So they don't want to think about things like what's for dinner mm. or who's going to fetch my child from school or who's going to help with homework or, you know, who's going to plan the funeral service, the memorial service. So I would say to those people that find it difficult to say the right thing, just be there and offer your help. Do yeah. practical things. Um, you know, the, sorry. What would be the best way of, of whether we're celebrating or, or we're commemorating um, as a way of remembrance as, as we talk to the campaign right now? So, you know, a large part is just keeping a baby's memory alive. Um, whether it's through photos or items of clothing or blankets or toys that you bought for your baby. Mm. Um, I would encourage parents to have um, some sort of ceremony, whether it's a cremation or a memorial service or a remembrance ceremony. Um, Anniversaries, so the birth of your baby, the anniversary of their death, um, Christmas, do things to 
keep their memory alive and mm. make them present. If you are in a family setting with other children, make them part of those family celebrations. So a lot of people will have things like a candle, but whenever the family get together, they light the candle, which is just a symbolic representation of that child or baby being with the family. And oftentimes it will only be women who are connecting to this pain. Um, How important is a man also recognizing that he's suffered loss and it's okay to be emotional about it? Absolutely. You know, and this goes back to my um, my comment about our forgotten mourners and those mm. other dads and the grandparents. You know, we live in a society where men are expected to be strong and you don't cry and you be there for your family and you've got to return to work as quickly as possible. And this is incredibly unhelpful for the fathers who have experienced as deep and devastating loss as the mothers. Mm. You know, the fathers also start creating the hopes and their dreams. And are faced with a situation where they are grieving and they see the person that they love, their wife or their partner, also grieving and they can't take that pain away. Mm. So men absolutely, definitely need as much support and understanding and space to be able to grieve and process their loss. And, and, you know, other family members, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, that sometimes when you don't know what to say, uh, just don't say anything, uh, but you can offer your services. How does one know that uh, there's actually cause for concern on things like your postnatal depression? So I would say warning signs are um, when a person is not moving on. Um, so they are stuck Um, there's very, very, very intense emotion, which isn't letting up. Mm. Um, Obviously, there's going to be intense emotion, particularly in the early days. And as people, as the parents move through their their grieving process, they will have their up and their uh, their down days. But I would look out for, you know, extreme down days and no ups. Yeah. Um, not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to get dressed. And, and sometimes not even wanting to bath. Uh, Robin, I'm going to request, humbly request that uh, you just hold on a bit. Uh, let's take a news break. And um, this is uh, the news uh, headlines with Uti Lesako. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 Thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. Uh, you, we welcome your SMSs at 40938, charged at 150 per SMS, and also uh, SAFM, at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, and you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, and uh, welcoming your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614104107, and humbly requesting, please, that turn down the radio set, switch it off completely, in actual fact, uh, because it does uh, give feedback uh, that as you record, your message we can hear ourselves in the background and uh, it is untidy broadcasting so help us um, to just uh, give you the best broadcast uh, ever possible with your help of course and also taking your calls on 0891-104-207 joining me on the line right now is Robin Wilson a registered educational psychologist as we talk about a very um, touchy subject as I see your uh, tweets and Facebook messages um, everyone who's listening 
listening. Thank you so much uh, for connecting with us uh, via those platforms. Uh, JJ uh, Nobela saying, enjoying the show. And Ntabi saying, saying, thank you so much uh, for this topic. I thought I was crazy. And uh, I keep crying all the time. Now I know that I need help. And uh, Tabang saying, now I know that I need to support my woman. Indeed, um, please do support your partner. And uh, joining us uh, right now is Robin. Now, Robin, let's talk about... uh, the role that uh, perhaps uh, some of the cultural practices uh, play in in connecting because uh, you know sometimes we we become so eurocentric and move away uh, from things that are great grannies uh, practice as as part of the healing path yes i think it's definitely important to embrace cultural tradition um and also to to remember for example that it's not just the parents that are grieving. Mm. So I know in South Africa, we often have a mix of cultures and traditions, particularly younger generation versus a much older generation. So I would say wherever possible, embrace both traditions, both yeah. cultural um, ways of remembering and acknowledging the death of a child or baby. Because it's not just, as I say, it's not just the mom. Mm. It's the dad, it's the grandparents, um, and the grandparents are also the forgotten mourners. Um, you know, not only are they mourning the loss of their grandchild, but they're also mourning um, the pain um, that their own children are experiencing that they can't take away. So I think if you've got different traditions, embrace both of them. Um, and whatever parents and families find healing, I would say do it. You don't need permission. Mm. You need to, and self-care here is also so incredibly important. So if you feel very strongly about needing to do something, yeah. then it's probably going to help you along that grieving process. Absolutely, absolutely. Because as African people, um, certain practices would have you um, perhaps using an impep or an incest uh, to connect to the spirit of the child as as you lay to rest. And and I guess uh, you know families differ, and some would prefer to go to church. Um, but like you said, Robin, it's important um, to have some ceremony uh, in acknowledging that uh, you have lost and and as part of healing. Now, for people who would like to read up, what sort of research Sources, uh, can we find in way? Um, old Google is probably the best way. There are a number of books out there. Um, there are on social media a number of support groups. Um, an unexpected family outing is one of them. Um, there are blogs that you can find, Instagram um, uh, platforms. There are a number of um, different resources. Mm. And I can't off the top of my head come up with any, um, but uh, there are a number out there. And and from Whispers Pregnancy and Child Loss Centre? So Whispers Pregnancy and Child Loss Centre is based in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, and we offer individual and family and couple counselling for parents and families affected by child loss. Mm-hmm. We also have support groups um, and the readers, uh, sorry, the listeners are welcome to get in contact with us. And the dream for Whispers is to open centres all over the country because obviously there are not only bereaved parents in, in Johannesburg, but everywhere. Mm. 
Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And I am hoping and, and praying that uh, whoever listened to this conversation, if you've suffered this uh, kind of loss, um, 15th of October, you are remembered globally um, that as a family, you're not alone. And uh, the theme is we remember as we connect to um, children, um, infants, babies uh, lost to miscarriage or perhaps um, a stillbirth. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, Robin. Thank you so much for helping raise awareness for this extremely important cause. Extremely important indeed. Uh, Robin Wilson, a registered educational psychologist with Health Professions Council of South Africa. And uh, she uh, is an honours uh, graduate. Uh, well, yeah, she's from uh, the University of Natal. And thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. And uh, she also opened Whispers Pregnancy and Cleaning and, and Child Loss Centre. And uh, yeah. That's where we end this conversation. Gura Warner is um, uh, the next song, and this is Grow Up and You'll See. Uh, that's Bongo Muffin. I feel like, you know, uh, these messages were there all along when we were young, and we didn't pay attention. And you grow up, life dishes you lemons. Are you making le- lemonade out of those lemons? Or morning, Gura Warner.